Hey everybody, welcome to the Johnny Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Miller. Episode number 16, Diesi Sace. Did I say that right? Diesi Sace. That's right. The Spanish language throwing you some curveballs. That's right. Very thrilled. Very thrilled on this episode. Honored, flattered that he would even be on it. In this episode, the one and only Mo Alexander. One of my favorite people to work with on the road ever. Uh, one of my favorite comics ever. A man that I learned a ton from uh, back in the day when I was a touring stand-up comic. And we sat here, we virtual recorded, and it was awesome. I was literally crying laughing. Uh, it was so much fun. And so I want you guys to enjoy. Mo is a character. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, just a guy that you could hang out and drink with him. You could sit on uh, in a comedy club and watch him do his thing. Just a fun, fun guy all around. And anyways, so please, please enjoy episode of the John D. Podcast, number 16, with my really good friend and an awesome comic, Mr. Mo Alexander. Enjoy. There we go. <clears throat> there we are. I was so confused. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> I know I've done one of these before, but I'm just like, why can't? No, I don't. Right, right. I'm sorry about that. We, anyways, welcome to the show. Please, everybody, please welcome Mr. Mo Alexander. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we are beyond thrilled to have you on the show. I'm beyond thrilled to be here, my brother. Good to hear from you again. Sorry, the last time we tried to do this, I flaked. It was not my fault. My life is insane. I prob I'm, I'm I'm glad to be here now. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. Am I okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound great, man. No, you too. Awesome. So what's been going on, man? Um, surviving COVID, doing three hundred and something Zoom shows, none of which I ever wore pants on. So I'm I'm living the life. Yeah, I get pants. to be funny and bottomless at the same time. It's great. My, you know, my biggest thing is that I have not worn socks. I think I've worn socks about twice, right? In about um, uh, six months. <laughs> you don't need to wear socks. You're just staying at the home podcasting. There's no reason for you to put on socks. There's no reason yeah. for me to put on pants. There's no reason for you to wear socks. <laughs> this, sounds like, this sounds like the beginning of Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Seuss. Sorry. No, I, I got you. <laughs> Cool man. Well, we're yeah. hanging out. We're we're drinking. Oh, cool. Very cool. I uh I just got off. Uh, I'm being hit up on Twitter and stuff a lot right now because I forgot to hit the uh uh, uh um airplane mode as well because the article just aired about me on the local TV yeah. station here in town because I have in my spare time of not doing stand up comedy I have been repairing older laptops and giving them to kids who needed them. Which I think is fantastic, and I actually saw something about that. So, so what is it about that? Like, what are you doing? Um, well, I'm an old school tech nerd. I'm, I'm just a nerd when since I had nothing else to do. I had a couple of laptops that I didn't need anymore. Right. So, I um, my my partner's sister, she uh, her her my partner's niece was in a bus accident last year mm. and couldn't go to school, so she needed a laptop. So I fixed up one for her. And then COVID-19 hit, and I still had a couple other laptops. And then I mentioned it to people 
you know, I just mentioned it to people, and suddenly people started giving me their old laptops. So I just started to fix them up, you know, change out the operating system if I had to. And uh, I mentioned I mentioned on Facebook one day, like, hey, I really appreciate everybody who's giving me laptops. That's awesome. I got a bunch of them. But here's the problem. A lot of you good people didn't have cords. So <laughs> they a bunch of people gave me money. Not a bunch of people. Well, people gave me some money, and I went out and bought uh, power cords to go with the computers. And I had computers, but no power cords. Right. So yeah, that's what's happening. Um, I since the the story just aired on TV like an hour ago, and like five other people hit me up, three of which you needed computers, and two more who wants to donate old computers. When I say old, I'm not talking about from the 1990s. I'm not yeah, about that. Right. like 2007, 2008. All those computers run, run will run well right now. You just, if I, if I have the RAM to throw in there, I'll throw it in there. If I uh, I'm trying to get people to donate a little bit of money right now, so I get SSD drives because. Old spinning drives suck. Uh, that's why most people don't even know. They're like, let's get rid of this computer. Oh, no, just put an SSD in it. Let's get, I'll, I'll, I'll transfer your data and stuff. So that's what I'm doing, brother. Well, a lot of people don't understand is that uh, SSD cards are, they're solid state. So yeah. they run, and I'm just using a little bit of my best by knowledge, but a lot of times um, the SSD cards are actually, they're solid state, so they work a lot better. It's yes. the same thing that's holding the storage. It's the same storage as in your phone. You don't have to wait for your phone to spin up and find a file. It's the same right. exact thing. That's right. all it is. So I can, so like, you know, I can, I, right now, I think we counted 24 laptops in the building right now that are are going out to people or be in process of awesome. going out to people in the process of being repaired and updated. I'd like to throw 24 SSDs in there. If I can, I can. If I can't, I can't. The kids still be able to get online. I'm not. I'm not upgrading gaming PCs. These aren't kids to go home and play. You know, they're gonna play final. You know, uh, some Fortnite or something. Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you, yeah. If it runs Fortnite, I'll be surprised. But right. it'll be able to get you online. You can do a Zoom call. You can talk to your teacher if you have to. You'll watch. You know, whatever that calls. You can do that. Fantastic. Especially on an older system, you just put Ubuntu Linux on it, and you're good to go. Yeah, I, I I saw that on Facebook, and I was just like, wow, like like that's. I was like, man, that's amazing. Like, I, like that's that's one of the coolest things I've seen in out of all this. That is is really like a you know, you know, just you know. So so I mean, you were a nationally touring headlining comic, but yeah, I know you're I know you're a tech savvy dude, um, yeah. and I just thought it was cool. It's one of the coolest uh-huh. stories I've seen out of the entire out of all this. I, think I appreciate I, I think that. I appreciate it. It wasn't meant to be. A, it, his thing. It was never meant to be a story. It was just something I was doing, just because I have that skill and I know people with kids who couldn't afford laptops. So I decided to just do that. But at the same time, uh, someone told on me and it made a news story. And now today it made a second news story. So I'm just like, right. damn it, damn it. <laughs> By the way, you're you, gonna ruin you, my you, reputation of being one of the most drunk asshole comedians on the planet. <laughs> I was gonna say, you can curse all you want because we're gonna get into deep, right? Okay, good, good. <laughs> you can curse all you want, buddy. Yay! Fuck monkey. Sorry. Fuck monkeys. <laughs> I miss you, buddy. I miss you, my friend. That's been yeah, way man. too long. You've gotten married and all kinds of weird stuff since we last hung out. I know. I know. I've been doing all kinds of crazy shit. Get married. My six year anniversary 
was yesterday. So I saw that. Congratulations on your anniversary. Thanks, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, and our our uh, our our son is uh, seven and a half, which I always sit there and I'm like, uh, you know, because my joke, which you never got to see this joke, was my friends always sat there and they were like, oh, John. Why didn't you pull out? And I was like, yeah, I was comfortable where I was. <laughs> <laughs> you were so stupid. <laughs> and it was just like one of those things. But that's, yeah, it's just kind of the way. But she's she's awesome. You've talked to Liz before. And, and I she, did talk to Liz. Liz rocks. She works at, I'm not going to say what she works with. Liz rocks. And we have the same kind of same kind of alcoholic problem. So I love her yeah, all there. Yeah, well, she's actually not working there anymore, but that's a whole other story. But Boo! we yeah, yeah. I want no. to come in there and play and torture her and her weird, you know. Yeah, no, we'll be we'll be fine. All right. Um, but uh, she's gonna come down and join us on the show. So I want to talk about one second. Say what? hi, Chandra. Hi. Hey, Chandra. She, her, her niece is the one who was in a bus wreck and made me not oh. made me, but how I started this whole little computer refurbing Dude, thing I, for kids. I, so. I, think that's, I think that shit's awesome, man. That's yeah. that's awesome. Like, yeah. you know, because I'm sitting here, you know, being a drunk, sitting in my house all day going, how can I make money? And I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. And you're actually doing something. <laughs> I'm not making money off doing this. I'm I'm not making any money. I'm I'm. That's not me making money. Me, right? And by the way, who said I wasn't drunk while I wasn't fixing while I'm fixing computers? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not that. It's not. It's not rocket science. I can do a shot and put in a stick of ram. It's okay. We got this. There's <laughs> nothing. That I, I've never wasted a shot of liquor into a computer as I have fixed them. Knock on simulated wood. So yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Liz, Liz just joined me. Uh, Hi, Liz. In, in the Hello. which we are in the uh, Lizard Mill uh, Arts and Crafts Studios, which is that's our official sponsor name right now, which is Lizard Mill, which is my wife. Um, oh, like, I like it. Yeah, Liz Miller Lizard Mill. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So she does the masks and stuff. Which I want to send you. We want to send you a mask, please. Yeah. We're gonna send you what, a mask. And, what kind? Uh, are we talking about a, a COVID face mask that has something weird on it? Well, it's it's, it's just the ones that I've been making after I've been making them since April. Okay. And I've made several different patterns, but this one that I've really like honed in on and mastered the best after wearing it for ten plus. 10, 12 hours at a time yes. is the most comfortable one. And since I've been making this particular pattern, I've had people reach out to me and say how it's the most comfortable mask they've worn. And I, I would love to get, I, I would, if you could send me two, one for Chandra, two, Chandra, Liz, Liz, Chandra. All right. Uh, well, uh, we're going to, uh, yeah, and I will, I will make sure, I will make sure to feature them on the Mo Alexander Facebook page, Mask of the Day. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Which I love your mask that you've been wearing. The other one you were wearing the other day, which was uh, what was the pink flames? Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Those weren't pink flames, sir. Well, what were they? <sighs> vaginas. <laughs> those are vaginas. We have the different ones. We have one. Hello. It, yes. I think I lost you. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. It was a. It was. It was a. It was a mask of like seven or eight vaginas just sitting there. <laughs> Just with dangling clitorises or clitori or whatever the plural is. I think it's clitori, clitori. Clitori, oh, I 
I do not have that type of material, but we can later on talk about which ones y'all want. We'll get y'all. Oh, yeah. No, no. You surprise us. Send me whatever you have. No. Whatever. No. What I want to do is I want to get you a Mo Alexander logo uh, face mask. That's that that's that's my goal. <laughs> oh, you haven't you haven't seen the Mo Alexander save the world slap the stupid mask? I have, yes, and I think it's <laughs> he's fucking awesome. Yeah, we I my the mask selection on my website right now. I have three masks. I have the save the world slap the stupid. Yep. The possums love Mo. <laughs> and, and, and we need. To, I'm going to go back and do some more of those for the pussy and cookie shirts. Because, oh my god, pussy and cookie. And, and, and of course, my favorite one. This is honestly my favorite one, which annoys everyone. Is the Karen mask because those bitches are getting on my nerves. Hey, my mother's Karen. No, uh, she might be a nice one. I met a nice Karen this weekend. She actually. Bought a mask and wore it out. She said, Karen's mm-hmm. going to Karen. She wasn't a problem. She didn't complain about anything. Mm-hmm. And I told her I was going to make her moist like a butt cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, Mo. Of course. <laughs> we're, all right. So I so we're, we're doing a shot right now. All right. Do a shot. You want to do a shot with us? Oh, hold on. You got no, 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 no. Come on. Tell oh. us when you're ready, and we'll all do a shot together. Oh. And then, do a shot. Uh, Take a shot. I'm hitting a blunt right now just for you because I'm out of tequila. I, I didn't I, I didn't plan on doing the podcast today until you talked to me, and I was already out. So don't worry about it. Uh, you do that. I'll well, do I, the, I don't. I'll do the legal substances so. in the city of Memphis. All right. All right. Well, cheers. Well, we're doing one, two, two. Yeah. Woo! Yay! Yay! Well, Mo. Yes. So let's, uh, if you don't mind, we're gonna go. ahead. I'm going to step away, take care of the kids. Right. Okay, okay, come back. We're about to read our nighttime story and get ready for the first day of school tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, what's the story tonight? We read... How Mo took over the world. <laughs> <laughs> that is not for children, sir. That is <laughs> no, <it's> not. <laughs> we are reading the series of bad, bad guys. Yes, bad guys. And we're on book number five. Okay, okay. I have one question. I know you have to go to Liz, but I have one question for you. Yes. Would you, now, I know it, your kid is what, how old is, how old is your child? Seven. 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 Yeah. So, just for fun, I know John has a, is a comedian at heart, and but and Liz, you seem to be awesome. Would you ever read to that child, Go to Fuck to Sleep? I just want to know, in your own heart, would you just read that to a child just to see if he'd laugh at it, or we all horrible parents. I haven't yeah. read the book to him, but I've literally said it to him. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we have read several versions of the Go to Sleep book, but yeah. never the Go to Fuck to Sleep. You gotta get the you okay. You don't even have to. You don't. You don't even have to. You don't even have to read it. Just just go on YouTube and get the Samuel L. Jackson version. Yeah, and laugh your ass off for days. Yeah. No, I I've literally like when Liz was at work and I'd be like, go the fucking slap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liz, go, go. I'll leave you alone. Okay. Thank you. Love you, darling. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Love you. She blew me kisses on the way up. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to tell the story about the first time I met you. Okay. Um, do you remember the first time I met you? I think it was at Wiseacres, right? No, 
No, it was not. It was actually, actually, no, it might have been. Shit. Now you get me all fucking stumbled. Sorry, the first time I met you, I thought it was at Wiseacres. Where did you? Where do you think the first time was? Well, the, the well, the story I wanted to tell was when <clears throat> you and I were working for the Comedy Zones, mm-hmm. and I had to drive to BWI Airport from Richmond, which right where I live now. And they were like, "Yeah, Mo, I know I did meet you at Wiseacres, and I had met you briefly." Yeah, and, and then they were like, "Yeah." Go to BWI Airport and pick up the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know which one you're gonna tell. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, I was asking uh fucking Joel. I was like, hey, so how do I know this dude? And they're like, Oh, you might have seen him. I, and I called Diesel and I was like, Okay, I kinda know what he looks like. Kinda know what he looks like. And then <laughs> But I remember pulling up in front of BWI Airport, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Just look for a big black man." Yep. And I remember rolling down. I was like, "Well, that's a big black man." All right. Well, that's a big black man. Oh, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I was the third choice. <laughs> you were that. You were the number one choice. You were like the. You were the one. But I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was the one that looked hungover from drinking on the plane. That's exactly why I looked yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. And you literally, you literally got in the car, which I had my little Toyota Corolla at the time. Yes, and I no, no, no. See, you're messing with story up right now. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna interrupt your story ever because I want to hear the story. But I also want to say, I did not get into your car. I pried myself into <laughs> your car. I literally wore your car as shorts for that drive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you got in, and you were like, all right, so what's up? And I was like, I don't know. And you are like, you got any weed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I probably did that. Yep, yep, I don't yeah, have no yeah. problem with that. Yep. Yeah. And I was yep. like, uh, yeah, I do, actually. He was like, all right, well, where is it? And I was like, well, here. And so you sat there, and you packed the bowl. Yep. And I was, and you were like, you got any music? I was like, yeah, all right, here we go. And I was like, what kind of music do you like? And you go, I don't give a fuck, as long as it's music. And which I I do give you props. I always of a lot of the comics and stuff like that over the years that I worked with, you were one of the guys that like I traveled with. You and Spanky Brown could listen to anything. Right. And you were like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just put it on. And I put it on, you were like, fucking shit yeah and i think it was blues traveler yeah was what we were listening to and you're like fuck yeah all right i can do this and you <laughs> had this little glass bowl and you were like just you were just loading the you just loaded up and you're like all right where are we at i was like well we're going to delaware and you're like, <laughs> oh god we the like, delaware gig yeah the dover uh, dover dover delaware it was a wasn't it a racetrack Yes. Well, the racetrack was across the, across Charles the street. street, but yeah. the whole t- yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that place. Yep. That you know what I that was at, I remember that weekend because it was a fun. It was it was way better than we thought it was gonna be. At least one show. At well, least one show was magnificent, and then everything went to hell. Yeah. Everything went yeah. To hell. And then we had to go to Harrisburg after that. To yes. Pennsylvania. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's Harrisburg? It was fun. Harrisburg used to be one of the best gigs they had. 
Well, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a comedy club. It was a hotel and a com, you know, it was all in one. Yeah. Yeah. So you could just, you know, hang out, get drunk, stumble down the hallway and you were good. Which I did every time I was there. I would stumble <laughs> down the hallway. Yeah. 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 That, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, and so that was great. But what was the one we did in Greensboro? Oh, Jesus Christ. Greensboro yeah. is, uh, is, uh, so, that, that was another comedy zone. That was the, yeah, that was Paul's Club. Yeah. And that one was, we went to the, uh, we went to Greensboro one night. And we were like, all right, we're going drinking. We're going to hang out. We're going to drink. And we're going to go to the country western bar next door. Okay, hold on, people. That wasn't voluntary. Let us explain. <laughs> the guy who owns the comedy club in, in Greensboro, South Carolina, I don't care if we, I burn bridges these days. You know, I'll burn a bridge while I'm on that bitch. I do not care. Right. The guy who he the guy who owned the club in, in Greensboro also owned a country western bar directly across the parking lot. <laughs> so what he would do is, if you came to the comedy show, you get it free if you brought your tickets to to the to the uh, country western bar. Right. But it was also a country western bar. They would have like a twenty minute section of hip hop dance mixes. <laughs> And do not forget, they had a mechanical bull. Yeah. You know, one of the funniest things ever was, remember we were watching that one girl, she was riding the mechanical bull, but it was hip-hop music in the back. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It was so damn dumb watching a woman on a, on a, on a, a mechanical bull to OPP. I'm like, what yeah. in the fuck is happening here? I cannot be a part of this. I need to leave. Yeah, it was it was like a like even I as a you know suburban white male was like I I can't be a part of this shit. Yeah, it's one it's one of those things that it's one of those things that you see in an episode of the Twilight Zone. It's like okay, that that could never happen. I, I, I was I was with the face eating aliens, but then you put a, a bull into a hip hop club. No, that could yeah. it happens. He's in Greensboro. No, yeah, worlds were colliding. It was uh, one of the craziest things. Yeah, ever. Um, But I want to talk to you uh, also about. uh, So, one of the greatest things I ever got to see was because the fact that I know you and I've spent so much time with you on the road and we've 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 powered around and done some stuff was seeing you on Heart of the City. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was one of the coolest things ever, and I was. I appreciate that, man. Because you got to understand that was like. Uh, you know, I had that whole medical shit happen in 2015, and I pretty much was still trying to get back literally on my feet in 2017. And we, they, it started in March. That's how it started. It started in March that year, and I I was still using the cane to get around. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, my friend Doug Gillian, the the people had contacted him, and they was like, "All right, we want to do an audition in Memphis. Let me see what you got." And so he put up two shows that night, and there was and this is gonna be harsh. I don't care. You know how I say what I mean. Oh, say whatever. Uh, Go ahead. There's like there were like two different shows that night, basically as an audition, and like twenty comics on each show, so forty comics. Jesus. Memphis only has at most seven real comics. Right. At most. At most, the rest is just bullshit. I don't care who hears it. 
Um, but that, so yeah, so I did the first show, and so that was late March. I didn't hear anything from April, May, and June. I'm in I'm in a Go Bananas in Cincinnati, and I get a call from one of Kevin Hart's people. It's like, hey man, uh, you probably gonna be on this show. You available in two weeks? I'm like, fuck yes, I'm available. What are you asking me if I'm available? What do you mean? Why would you even like say? Why would you yeah. call and ask me? Because I'm gonna cancel whatever the fuck I just had to do this. So why are you? Yeah, yeah. And here, oh, I can be weird about everything, right? Okay. Yeah. So at the point, I don't even know if you know this one, Shannon. Uh, so I was in, as I said, we were in, we were in um, uh, Cincinnati. And one of my other girlfriends was with me that week, a chick named Brenda. And, well, when I got the call, I, it, it wasn't just like one call and I pick up because I didn't recognize the number. I let it go, and then it called me right back. But I was busy at that time doing something to this certain person. And she was like, you need to get this. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I lifted my head up. I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what this is. And I was like, oh, oh, Kevin Hart people, yes, let's. Oh, well, that's okay. why I love you. That's what? why I love you. Yeah. No, keep I'm, going. I'm being honest about it. There's no <laughs> My life is a pretty much an open book. Um, I, I was doing much. something to I was doing something to Brenda, and that's when she's like, "You need to take this call." And I was like, "Hold on," and and uh, yeah, <laughs> wiped my mouth, and I opened the phone, and I was like, "Oh, Kevin Hart, people, whatever." So yes, yeah, so we did the show two weeks later, and. They, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, I know. From from guy who helped the community building computers to I was even in this bitch with when Kevin Hart people call. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we get the call, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't actually get the call that moment. He's like, they're like, you're in the final four. We really want you in, but there's one other person we don't know what's going. You you Sorry. you have a ninety eight percent chance of getting in. Yeah. So I had to wait till Monday when I got home. Like, yeah, you're in. We're gonna film it in two weeks, and we're sitting this guy down for so y'all. Long, huh? They gave you that long for a timeout for when you guys. Yeah, they gave me two weeks. They gave me two weeks. Wow. Yeah, because we okay. recorded. Yeah, because I came back from Cincinnati and had to go on the road and go to Texas. Oh, okay. And then I had, then I had, I had rehearsal shows that entire week. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. That, gotcha. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Not with them, not with the actual crew, just like local shows doing the right, seven right. minutes. And so, huh? were you were you doing that set? And this is one thing I, I, well, you know, I obviously I used to be a comic, but were you doing that set like in a in concise manner, where you were like literally like, okay, this is my five minutes I'm doing on Heart of the City, or were you just kind of like playing around? Because I know you like to play around on stage. And it's one of the, one of the best yeah, things I, I love well, about work, loved about working with you, because I'm so much like a okay, this is this and this is this, and like bam, 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 and you're just like a you get, you get up on stage, and it's one of the best things I always loved about working with you, is that you just you're just like all right, I'm just gonna kind of go on stage and I'm gonna play with it, and that's what's gonna happen. Did you did you actually rehearse your set for that? I had, yeah, be, yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons I didn't like the set because, yeah, they made me go back. They they wanted us to, you had to clear everything. Right. Clear everything. So I had to even, yeah, I had, it wasn't my regular set that I was doing. I was doing a set that's six, six and a half minutes long that I could hit as many jokes as I can. 
Right. Um, because, you know, me, I'm free-flowing. I will free-flow. I have done shows. I did a show a couple months back right before COVID hit, literally the day before COVID hit. And we were in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm Great. on stage 45 minutes into the show. And I, I just say on stage, okay, I've been fucking around too much. Let me get this show on the way. And you are, you heard the owner of the club laugh and audibly go, what? What did you just say? You did? I was like, I know I've been up in 45 minutes, but I've done two jokes. Let let me hit the new material real quick. Uh, and I, he, just, he loved it. You got the Vernon Thompson and Louisville run the great little club. And he loved yep. it. He has no clue what I'm going to do. When I'm there, because like you, I have, fun. I mean, I'm going to have fun. And yes, I have an act. I can do an hour of comedy easily. No problem. Oh, yeah. Never talking to anybody. But at the same time, there's weird shit happening around me that I'm going to notice. There was a dude in the front row who, uh, he, uh, he had on like a matador costume. <laughs> Shed, you remember the dude that got up and I saw him and he had to. It looked like it's, yeah. it was like a matador costume. It was like I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I wish I had a picture. It was like a matador cut suit that had. It was like it was like a teal suit that had a rose that went from the front of his jacket, top left pocket, all the way down, and then wrapped around to his opposite leg. I'm like, what in the fucking print throwaway closet are you wearing, sir? I was to say, was he a limo driver? No, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, it did, and that that threw me to the point where I'm just like, when he stood up to go to the bathroom, we had been, I, I had been playing with the table anyway, because somebody introduced me early to them. I was like, okay, but, but then I saw that and the whole notebook of everything that I wanted to do that night just said, bye, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Yep. And we went on tangent after tangent and to a cosine and to another tangent. It was ridiculous. Well, you know, one of the biggest things that you ever inspired me when I used to work with you all the time was the fact that it really was, because I was such a tight, like, follow your set list type of person was working with you and some other people was just the fact that I could just, I could kind of just step away from that. And you, people like you really taught me how to just kind of step back from being just a comic and really just kind of working the stage. And uh, it's one of the, like I said, it's one of the biggest things I ever respected about you. It was just. And I appreciate that. And I respect what you do. I mean, you're more rigid in your set than I am. And I respect that because my ADD would not allow such a thing. <laughs> well, I have ADD too, which is why I write a set list. <laughs> yeah, I have an AD, I, I, my ADD. I like to call it seriously ad because it helps me out. Yeah. I love it. It just makes like, it. Most people don't understand that if you say something in the crowd and you within the first 10 rows, I probably can hear you. And they don't know that. Right. And then. So then I can play with them for twenty minutes because they're like, "How the fuck do you hear that? Is it a microphone?" No, we. I just, you just, you're in a building to project both ways. We got you. What was the one? Oh my god, where did we work at one time? Because you know, this is the thing. Like when I was working with the comedy zones a lot, and I worked, they always, obviously, they always. I mean, it was like you, Spanky, C.J. Jones, yep. Tony Llewellyn. They always like to have a white feature in front of a. A black headliner, and which is fine. I, 
That that's the comedy zone. I don't care what color you are with me. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I as know. long as you as long as you are funny, be that's all I ask. Right, right. Be funny. But it I don't just, care what you look like. No, but it was cool. No, I, I know you know that. That that's why I'm no, saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm just saying that was their thing they like to do. They wanted to have a mix like that. I'm like, I don't care. Bring me anybody. Let's have fun. Yep. I know. And uh and you and Spanky especially, which we talked about Spank. I miss Spanky so much. He Whew. But um, I miss Becky almost every day of my life because at every day something is messed up and I want to just call and tell him something stupid <laughs> and remember I can't. It just, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was a good dude, but I remember, but that's what I was saying. Like that first weekend I worked with you, which was like, you were just like, it was cool. You know, because I'm bringing this up because, you know, all this stuff going on in the world, and all this stuff with this racial tension and all this other bullshit. Right. It was just, it was cool working with you because, you know, I, I'd come out of DC and I'd done, you know, whatever, but we were sitting there one night and we were just sitting at a table and it was me and you and we were drinking shots of tequila. We were drinking beers and stuff. And you were just like, dude, all this stupid shit doesn't matter. And, it's just the way you looked at me. I was just like, yeah, like we, we, we can all just get along. Like we can all just be here and be people as long as we're willing to just respect each other. And you were like, that's why I love you, John D. And I was like, fucking hell yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, all right, let's go fuck some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was just, uh, in my memories of doing stand up and stuff like that, it's one of my favorite memories I I have. Is uh, is just hanging out with you and just being like, you were like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. always my favorite. Let's go yeah. fuck some shit up. My- <laughs> yeah, seriously, go fuck some shit up. Let's have some. Tr- let's see where we can get kicked out of tonight. Yep. Uh, because I am not nearly as bad as Paul Hooper, but I will get us kicked out of places. Yo, I have no Paul problem Hooper, with that. Jesus Christ. You know he's all sober now, so you know. I I, I know. I see that. I've seen I see that now. I'm happy for the boy. He's even more neurotic than he used to be. So Well, whatever yeah. the story he tells you, I did not make him pee in a hotel plant in the end of the hallway. I've heard that story. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not owning it. But uh, okay, I well, couldn't I, find his room. That's basically what it was. Hold on, I am the. I'm not. Let me rephrase that. I am not the reason Paul Hooper is sober. <laughs> the show we did where he got fired from the same Greensboro funny bo- oh, Greensboro comedy shit, zone, yeah, is the reason why he's sober now. <laughs> right. I can't tell that story on the podcast. I can't because he'll get mad, and no one needs a five foot two buff mad dude at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so i i have been i have been uh i've been kind of retired for the last few yeah, years yeah i know i got that i know and it's, it's unfortunate uh, well it i'm gonna get back out there all right good because you're fun you here's some you you did i've always said to you you're funny yeah. and that's what people need right now because i've seen some bullshit out here right now and i want to set them on fire well you know it was this well all right, so let's do this in two parts. So, right. I remember when I first, uh, I guess I, I, yeah. I remember that first weekend that we really, truly worked together. We were in Delaware, and we were Pennsylvania, yep. and stuff like that. And 
I think it was the first show in Pennsylvania. So I'd worked with you a couple nights because we did like Delaware, we did somewhere else, and then we did Harrisburg. Right. And I remember getting off after the first show in Harrisburg, and I was just like, Ugh. like I thought, I thought that I had eaten a big one. And you were like, no, dude, you're fine. Yeah. And I was like, no, that sucked. And you were like, no. He's like, this, here's what you said to me. This I remember this quote. You said, what the fuck are you expecting? It's early show on a Friday. <laughs> exactly. Are you expecting to kill it every single fucking time? And I was like, yes. And you were like, that's not how this shit fucking works. <laughs> First show Friday, you know these people are uptight. They got out of work early. Their wife said, yep. oh, we got tickets to the comedy club to do it. Yep. Fuck, I want to relax tonight. <laughs> Let me pick up some burgers. We'll come to the show. Before he sat down to the actual th- at the table for the show, he's already two whiskeys and cokes in. Yep. So it, that first show is automatically, all right, let's get through this one. The second show Friday night is drunk, rowdy people who don't have jobs who've been drinking since 7 o'clock because, well, why the fuck not? And right. then they come in late and drunk and rowdy, and no one survives that show. I, right. think, I think it was... Uh, What's his name? Who was it? Who was it? Um, fuck, I can't think of his name. Who said the reason he quit comedy was late show Friday night? Steve Martin. Steve <laughs> right. Martin. Yeah. yeah. So if that that was in the seventies. If it's it's never gotten better. It's always been the same. Yeah. No, you no, you but you were yeah you were just like that's not how that fucking shit works. And not. I was like, all right. And then you were like, all right, let's, and you were like, all right, let's go drink a little bit, which we went to the bar. Yeah. And um, we hung out for a little bit. And you're like, nah, you're funny, man. You're funny, man. No worries. And you were like. I want you to come out. This is what you said to me. You said, I want you to come out and kill it on the early show tomorrow. And I said, okay. And you're like, but I want you to really kill it on the, kill it on the late show Saturday. Yep. Because that's your true test. Yep. So I, yeah. And so I came out, had a great set on the early show on Saturday. And then I came out and I was killing it on the late show on Saturday. And then somebody... I won't say his name. <laughs> but ahead. it's but it's probably Mo Alexander. Yep, that's my fault. Started sending me shots on stage. Yep, that's me. I and did. I did a forty-five minute feature set. Yep, it was great. And I destroyed. Yes. And then you went up there and destroyed. And the comedy zone lady was like. That's one of the best comedy shows I've ever seen in my entire life. By the way, it was one of the dirtiest comedy shows that's I've ever seen. In my entire life. Well, that's what that crowd wanted, and I you oh, can yeah. always, I mean, you had a couple jokes that were like, okay, that's over. That would push the Friday night, but okay, oh, oh, that's oh, that these are my people. Let's just go crazy. Yep. So when you finally were, you were twenty minutes in. You only had ten minutes left, but you kept going. I had no problem with that. You only had twenty <laughs> oh, minutes in. And you were having a great set, and to reward you, I wanted to see you three shots of tequila. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I was just trying to say, I told you you could do this thing. You, know, you got to relax. That's the big. Most people don't understand the key to comedy is relaxation. Oh, and, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I completely love and respect comics like you and another guy. You know, have you ever met my friend Stan Chin? I've I've heard of him. I don't think I've ever met him. No. Stan Chen is a technician like I have never seen. Right. Uh, I've seen his notebook, and it's 
he does it word for word in a flow chart with the same emotion and gravitas in every single show. And I've never, it's it's like clockwork. There's no extra calls. There's no strange itch behind the ear at some point. It's, I don't care what's going on. You said this Stan Chen? Chen? Stan Chen, yes. He's down, he's down in Phoenix. Love this guy. He's one of my favorite comics because it's, he's a machine up there. It's, it's, it's so technical. It just upsets me. He's so good. <laughs> well, that was one of the things that I always admired about you is because I always really kind of got more technical with comedy and not, but not like I was like, you know, set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. I was just, I just had my thing, but dude, I mean, <laughs> I remember the first one, of the first time. Yeah. It was in Delaware that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you just went up and just sat on the stool. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right, Hey, what's up? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yep. <laughs> and then you sat there like, and just told your shit. And I was just like, what, what is this? <laughs> like it was so, and I know he's a bastard now, but it, Bill Cosby-ish, like, so... Yeah, But it I wasn't that. that, but it wasn't that. Yeah, I didn't touch anyone afterwards with Jello Shot, so... <laughs> no, but it was... But the thing about that was, it was so... You were so loose. Like, so loose on it. You were just like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna play with this over here. I'm gonna come back to it. And it was when I started to work with people like you that when I really... You know, I was working. I was like, oh, my God, this is a whole nother realm of being a comic that I didn't even really know about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I had seen it. I'd seen Robin Williams and stuff like that. But you were the ones you were the one of the people that because I could sit and talk to you after the show and you'd be like, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's this and it's that. I was like, oh, my God, like mind blown. Dude, do you know that's how I became a headliner? Because. This is what I'm doing. I mean, there was a point where, way before I met you, I I had this. I tell everybody, I had, every comic has this moment and they move on. But I like to call it the fuck you moment. Right. And the fuck you moment is when you've had your, you know, your second thing of uh, wings or chicken tenders and fries <laughs> on a Thursday night in the middle of Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> and a. At a at a gig, I've been to Dothan, Alabama. Just huh? I said I've been to Dothan, Alabama. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You know the gig I'm talking about. Yep. In the middle of Dothan, where they rolled out a stage Uh that's maybe three inches off the ground in front of the DJ booth as piano players, wasn't it? Oh no, no piano players. That was how. Oh, that was Fort Walton Beach. That's what. That's Fort Walton. The same run though. That was it went Dothan. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yep. And um, uh, and you just have that comes up to you and says that one thing that they get I'm upset with what you said about that that thing in your show that made me pissed off that you wrote before you ever met me and now I'm offended by it and I'm just like (laughs) you know what you can go fuck yourself you can fuck your family and you just lose it on that person (laughs) and then this big redneck you're yelling at ends up cowering in a corner while his little blonde (laughs) wife starts trying to protect him and you just walk off the way and because of the <laughs> shitty one night gig, they decided to do two shows on a Thursday night. <laughs> and that second show, you actually 
the headliner doesn't want to follow you because you have just gotten a standing ovation in the middle of a crowd that wants to kill you. Right. You got to have those nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I agree. Sorry, I'm crying laughing. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's just I remember that place and I remember who I had to work with and I don't want to say his name, but if any comic, anybody that's listening to this show has been a comic over the past 20 years, and I say the phrase, hey, you know Tulsa spelled backwards is a slut, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I had the middle for that guy in the past, and it was just hell. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it with a racist white guy who does rope tricks. This is going to be fun. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, I've, you know, I, I've been in the business. Lo- I was in the business long enough, but it was cool when, you know, I worked with people like you, um, CJ Spanky, rest his soul. Um, it was so cool when I got to meet because like the first time I ever met Spanky. Uh, well, I, I actually met him here uh, here in Richmond. He was featuring for Tom Rhodes. OK, at the at the funny bone and. I actually went on the road like a month later, six weeks later, something like that. And he and I were working in Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh God. Oh uh, gee, yeah, that strippers. fucking shithole of a fucking strippers. Yeah. And we so we got there and then I we had off the following night and I had no hotel. He did. And Spanky was like you know, he's nice to me. He was just like you want to stay in my room? And I was like, yeah, all right. We hung out, drank a couple of beer. He was like, no, nah, you seem cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, uh, all right, so I take that back. So I was going to pay for my room, but he was like, no, nah, you seem cool. You can, you can stay in my room. I was like, sweet. All right. And uh, I slept on like the pullout couch. We were like at an embassy or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, you can sleep in my room. And we ended up chilling and just being like, it was just cool people. And one of the things I always liked about just doing comedy was just the the fact that people just it didn't matter who you were black white male female it was just the being in the game and right. it's why i've always and it's kind of cliche but i've always said uh comedians are like jedi <laughs> like you know like you said I- I see that the good with the Jedi Masters for real. Yeah, I mean, you sit there and you watch a great comic, and you're like, you're watching somebody, even if they're young, and even if they're getting into it, you're just like, yep, force is strong with them. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing I've always explained to, to Liz. To, I just always said, I'm like, comedians are like Jedi because you just you have to, you kind of have to know what you're doing and what you're going at and how to deliver it. And it's one of the best things, but that's the thing is that that's the best thing about comedy is that if you're, you know, there's no race, there's no sexualism, there's no nothing. It's just, we are what we are. Right. <laughs> comics are, I mean, that's for comics. There's secular and racism and back in all the time. Yep. But with comics and comics, it's like one of my favorite comics ever in the history of my life. I don't even know if you know who this is. But she changed my life. Uh, so you like me, you will love her because she's part of the reason I am who I am. Right. Uh, Lori Kilmartin. Oh, I love Lori Kilmartin. 
I, Lori Kilmartin. I don't know her I had, personally, but yes, love her. I had I, before before I seriously went on the road. I can tell you this story because I fell in love with her this night. Oh yeah, I was watching. I was watching whatever show on comedy show, and Stan Hope was on the same show, which I thought was funny. <sighs> Stan Hope. But Lori, that motherfucker keeps ducking me on my podcast. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make a call. Uh, All right, please do. Lori, Lori, Lori is uh, on the same show as Stan Hope. Right, and she's just classy and just evil and dark. But back then, she was still kind of sweet. <laughs> but she had that one joke that made me fall in love with her. I think I know about, the joke you're gonna tell, and I, which, I think the, I love it. Too. How she wants to marry Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yep. So her name could tell be uh, Laurie, but she wanted Laurie kill Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so. To this day, it just makes me happy. It just, it's such an easy, well, stupid joke, but I love it. It is. It's yeah. It's an easy. It's an easy kind of thing, but it's also her delivery in it. And I, yes. I know exactly. I know exactly. You know what we're talking, talking about. It's just I, the way it's like because I. It's just the delivery, and that's the thing about telling a joke, especially on stage. It's just your delivery. Yep. And just how you just kind of lay it out there and just kind of roll it out out there. And, and Lori, and Lori, yeah, and Lori is a grandmaster of that. She, she, she is pretty good. Yeah. When I one of my first road gigs when I left Memphis to go full time, it was 1996. I had been on the road for maybe six weeks, and I had been despondent because all the comics I had worked with were shit. And uh, I mean, they were. Well, what you were? What you just you were just destroying them. <laughs> no, well that too, and I was the MC. Oh fuck! Man. Yes, I was. This is I wasn't headlining. I was MC, and I'm and it's it's these comics you've never heard of out other than, uh, other than comics who've been in these hell gigs. You've never had heard of some of these comics, right? And this one, I mean, they didn't write. They, I, I had known some of them for three years since I started comedy. And they hadn't written a new joke. They hadn't done anything. I'm just like, really? Yeah, this is what are y'all doing? This is horrible. And I'm in Augusta, Georgia. Ugh. And I'm I'm the MC. Lori Kilmartin is featuring. And there's this other comic who's headlining, who I won't say his name. Just let me say, trash. And, uh... No, we, you know, hold on. Not uh, to, when you say trash... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, because I'm feeling my comedy roots. No, no, no. What do you mean no. by trash? I mean, just shit or just, just like hack. Shit. I mean, it's not. He okay. I'm not. I can't say his no, name. No, I'm no, not, no, I'm not, don't, just, don't no, no. I'm just gonna say he's a New York comic who's nothing in New York, but then goes on the road and tries to be a big oh, shot. I know exactly who you're fucking talking about. Okay. <laughs> so oh, I'm not gonna say I. So yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, I'm not. No, we're not doing that. We're no, not no, talking. That's cool. that's cool. no. <laughs> so it's that guy, and it's, it's me who's killing. Oh, Mo, I love you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm having a fun week. Kill. I'm having fun killing these crowds because they were not expecting right. the right. MC to be funny. Laurie goes up and crushes. Uh, I bet she did. He, he comes up. Well, actually, I take it back. She didn't crush every night because she was doing something that he wasn't doing, which was doing new and interesting material that hadn't been saved up for 20 years. Right. And uh, so she do, and he, she had a good set, but it's not killing. She's working out new stuff. He comes out, berates her and me. What? Yes. 
He's like, why are you doing that? You're killing the audience for me. You're supposed to just be, you're not even supposed to be doing off of me and her. And he's like, I hate working with chicks. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, come on. And so me and her, we just sat in the back and talked about him for the rest of the night and how he was mad that she did, you know, she, her set, she was trying new stuff. And no one had written anything for that six weeks I've been on tour. So I'm just like trying new stuff. And she's like, fuck this guy. You want to have fun? Every night, you and me going to write something. And we're trying it every night this week. <clears throat> Every single show, we're gonna try a new joke. So by the end of this, you can have another six minutes. I'm gonna have another seven minutes, and we're gonna do this and fuck him. And by the end of that week, I had a new five minutes I had written with her, and he tried to get me fired because I got a standing ovation as MC. She flipped me off, and he hated every single about me. Yeah, yeah, Uh. yeah. But oh, Lori Kumar is the reason I still do comedy. Real, she because I was burnt uh, out. I had literally been burnt out in that six weeks just being on the road with nobody doing anything on the right. Everybody just was, let's go drink and pick up chicks. I'm like, I have better things to do. <laughs> and yeah. so Lori and Lori and Lori and the first time I realized Lori still remembered me, uh, she hit me up. I'm like, holy shit, you remember? Like, I love you, Ma. Dude. And she's like, told me shit I'd done. I'm like, holy fuck, holy fuck. I so she. I consider her a friend now, and every time we we haven't seen each other in a long time, but we're like in the same city trying to plan shit out. It's like, can you get over here? I get over there. Okay, I'll see you in ten minutes. You know, but that's awesome. She's one of my most amazing inspiration to comedy. No, she she's absolutely that's 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 awesome. I I have nothing but respect for her. Um, for those of you don't who don't know Lori Kumar, go check out her CD, uh, her special. Was it a yeah, thirty definitely. jokes about my dad? My dead dad. Did you ever see that one? <laughs> I did, but I'm... <laughs> Dude, she workshopped that shit on Twitter. That's did how she? brilliant she is. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but no, it, it, and that's the thing. I mean, it's... Inspiration for being a comedian can come from anywhere. I mean, I I got it from lots of different places when I was growing up. And um, like I said, I mean, I don't know Laura Kilmartin personally, but, uh, you know... I, one of the people that uh, I've actually liked over the years, especially as females, is like Maya Giorgio. Yeah. Um, people like that. I mean, it just, it's all the same. Like, we're, this is what's great about comedy is that it doesn't, you can come from anywhere, whatever racial background, whatever, yeah, you know, uh, financial situation, whatever your sex is, whatever your sexual orientation is. You can come from anywhere and be a comedian. Yeah. And I have a theory about this, but it also delves into another theory. It's kind of weird. Comedy, the racial makeup in comedy is kind of like in boxing. The more downtrodden your people are, the funnier you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> 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 I'm not laughing. I mean, I've seen some funny ass Hondurans lately. Because right? <laughs> that's how I feel about boxing. It's like every time it's like, oh, the white guy versus the black guy, the white guy is dead. Oh, it's going to be a black guy versus a Latino dude. The black guy is dead. Holy shit, there's a Russian who didn't actually talk. Oh, he's going to kill everything. 
He oh, hasn't eaten in a month and a half. <laughs> He's boxing for beats. Well, no, it's it's one of those things. It's like, oh, if you're if you're hungry, you're gonna be something. Yeah, right. You're hungry, oh, you're gonna I be first, funny. When I first saw Mike Tyson, I'm like, he' about to destroy the world. <laughs> <laughs> he did too. Jesus he Christ. Did. Hey, let That's... me finish. We we skipped over some. I need to. I need to finish telling that story about the Kevin Hart thing. Oh, please, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I forgot completely. So, okay, so we got the news. We filmed the special. We did the thing, right? Yeah. So, Jesus Christ, I... that that long around, we did a big ass loop on that one. I know, I know. <laughs> I just I, there's something I have to tell you about this thing that just makes me nope. I want to. I, I I I we had okay. So there's a portion. The way it's set up is they called us. I mean, uh, they told us to be there at like three o'clock. Right. Uh, show it wasn't gonna take to eight. But we had to film our interviews with Kevin and all that. So at eleven o'clock, they called me and say, "Can you be here at noon?" I didn't go to bed till nine that morning. Jesus. So I'm like, oh, "Okay, whatever, let's do." Which that. for you, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm an insomniac from birth. <laughs> yeah. I so we get in there and Kevin shows up and then. Um, you know, he we they set up life there to start interview. Now you see if you've seen the Kevin Hart taping of if you've seen the Kevin Hart if you've seen the Kevin Hart uh you'll see the interview place. We're all being interviewed at the same time. And he all he asks us all the same questions. He you know, we talk for a few minutes beforehand before he starts filming. He asks us the same question and the question he asks us is this What do you hope to gain out of this opportunity? That's a great question. What do you hope to get from this? What do you want? That, that is a great question. Now, here's my problem. And this is 1,000% true. I have witnesses to tell you the truth. To tell right. you this happened. In my, when I was the last one on the, I was the last one to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. And he asked me that question for three of the comics from Memphis. And said that to me. And I said, I told him straight, no laughing matter, just straight. I want to be the adult sad version of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Those noises you're making right there are the same noises Kevin made, <laughs> except he was he did that classic spit take. Like, did you, <laughs> did you just say, did you just say? And as he's saying that, he's jumped up off his bar stool, not like he wants to fight or nothing. No, no. Like, did you just have the nerve to tell oh. me in my face? You like, were, he, it was just he was in awe of my uh, my uh, my ignorance to say that to him, and literally <laughs> ran around the room high fiving the camera crew like this motherfucker crazy. He just said yes, I said that. Yeah, they cut that part out of the show. Yeah, I want that part back in, or at <laughs> least give me that section to put in my real Kevin Hart. No I shit. love and respect you, sir, but damn it, I want that. I want that line. Tweet Kevin Hart. Tweet the was it for real, Kevin Hart. Whatever his Twitter Twitter handle is, tweet him and tell him to release the mo tape. Don't be scared. I'm not gonna hurt you. Come on, Kevin, release my tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember you telling me that um, when we talked uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. And then, but this is the funny thing, is that I went back after you and I talked, you know, kind of setting this up. And I went back and I watched your Heart of the City thing. And I was like, and then what you had told me, and then knowing that, yeah, (laughs) knowing what it was, and then his like little intro for you. 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> now you get it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know the whole treat. story to get the whole picture. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You know, and that's the thing that's so funny is that, um, you know, my I sit there and talk to my wife all the time about, you know, we watch like, like, because I'm a, you know, I'm a little bit of a cook slash, I guess you could say chef, but not really. But, you know, we sit there and we watch like Master Chef or we watch yeah. Hell's Kitchen or we watch all this stuff like that or, and all these people. And I'm like, it's production television. Like, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's whatever. But I just sit there and I tell, tell her I'm all the time, like, it's production television. It's production television. So when we watch something like Heart of the City, it's it's production television. Yeah. They're, they're going to make sure that what they get on the air is going to be exactly what they want. What's their what's their uh, agenda for this show? Who are they trying to promote? Remember that? Yeah. 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 And uh, But, yeah, I, I do. I Dude, I totally remember that. That was awesome. Uh, so, so what of... Um, so what's Mo Alexander's uh, plans for the future? You're just gonna hang out with your with your girl there? Um, <laughs> occasionally, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I. A, it's a plural thing. I'm in a poly relationship. We don't have to get to that. Uh, oh, well, hello. But <laughs> all right. Well, here's the thing I wanted to ask you was, um, I mean, so so I'm, I'm just saying, like, so what do you? Yeah. So what what's your goals? What are you trying to work on? What's 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 Mo well, looking? Well, at? What's, what's coming up next? I. I it, Last year, last September, it's actually been a year almost to the day. Uh, I got with Stand Up Records, and that's okay. the first time. And now, this is the first album I'm going to release on a major label because most of the time I just put out my own stuff. Right. And I met him a couple of years ago at the Altercation Fest, and we hit it off. And he was like, "We're going to say you do an album." I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's you, you're talking. Let's see what happens. And he came to Memphis last year, and he was like, "I'm a, we're gonna get to, we're gonna record your album, we're gonna do it at Sun Studios." And I'm looking at him like, "You are ridiculous! That, they won't even let me in that building. They'll you say they're not gonna let me record at Sun Studio." Oh come on! And suddenly I'm recording at Sun Studio, and it didn't even hit me there was real till I like walked through the back in the through the through the um, recording booth entrance. You know, I'm like, I'm not even supposed to be back here, but this is where <laughs> I belong this weekend. So yes. So yes, that's next. Uh, it will it's it's being finished, being edited, and put together, and it'll be out shortly. They still don't have a title for the album yet because we're fighting over a couple times. Not him and I, but we're just trying to figure out the title that says exactly what I need to say. So you go out and buy this thing because it's it's my favorite album so far because there's a lot of stuff that I spoke about in September last year that didn't come true till May of this year. All the Black Lives Matter folks and the Blue Lives Matter folks and all this stuff coming to, came to fruition, and so it's going to seem like I wrote it now, but it's from last year, and it's just like, oh, more of my comedy came true. I'm scary. Right. I'm, most, right. I'm, Mostrad- I'm Mostradamus. This is right now. Well, not that you're Mostradamus, but I mean, I remember working with you ten, fifteen years ago, and it was like you were talking about shit that I was like. Yeah, this is true. Yep. And, and 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 you know me, and I'm not trying to be this white guy going like, "Oh, I grew up in city of Richmond," but at the same time, it was like, "Yeah, I see where you're coming from." And um, so, it, how can I say this? How has all this stuff? Because I definitely want Mo Alexander's opinion on this. Mm-hmm. How has all this stuff lately? 
what what are you thinking about it? That's it. That's, I'm gonna ask you that. I'm sorry, my phone rang. Say it again, please. I said, how how have you felt about with everything going on and like the inner cities and the protests and all stuff like that? And the, well, obviously, I mean, I live in Richmond, yeah. so now this is what I told my dad. Um, three weeks ago, we were on vacation. We went down there. Whichever is like, you've been on vacation for months. I was like, fuck you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I told my dad, I was like, no, but literally like living in Richmond, where we have all these Confederate monuments 20 years ago, which I'm 46 now, right. but 20 years ago, if somebody had said, and I'm not, I was I'm, I'm not a racist guy, but 20 years ago, if somebody had said, take down the this monument of this Confederate person, I would have said no, because it's heritage. Now, 20 years later, I'm like, no, take it down. Yeah. One, because I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Two, because I don't, you know what? I don't want anybody feeling oppressed or hurt at all. Well, ever again. I understand. I appreciate that. But one thing, let's say get out in the open, it's not your fault. Let me explain why. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but you're not your fault because, listen, you were taught that that was heritage, and it's not. Right. That's not heritage at all, okay? And no one celebrates the loser. Right now, somewhere in Africa, there are hundreds of kids wearing the loser Super Bowl jerseys uh, from last year's <laughs> Super Bowl or this year's Super Bowl. <laughs> What? It's true. That's no, no, I know they, that. They, they I, know, print up, I know. They print up the winner and the loser because they don't know what they want to have. And as soon as I know, there's somewhere in Africa. Africa or Asia or somebody's making Nike right now wearing a Super Bowl shirt that says something about the Pittsburgh Steelers and they wouldn't even whatever. Holy it, shit! What? So that's the problem. <laughs> that's loser, losers. No one cares about the losers. Right. No one cares about the losers. So why suddenly do we want to care about these losers? All that was was an intimidation tactic put together it in was. the 40s Absolutely. 50s to let it you was. know we still watching your ass. Yep. Memphis was the first city to we were. It happened 2017 uh, November, I mean, excuse me, and 9.01 p.m. 9.01 is the Memphis area code. After completely uh, trying to get out of it, they took them down. They pulled the one from they pulled. What's his name? The uh, what's the guy's name? I'm sorry. No, no. The the statue. Oh, uh, they took the dip, Nathan Bedford Forrest statue off his pedestal. Right. Uh, founder of the KKK. He had a fucking statue. Well, he should have definitely gone. But I mean, we had well, people in Richmond like Jeb Stewart, uh, Stonewall Jackson. I, I'm not it, defending them. I'm just saying. But it's all the same. It was all a right. war. To, the, the, I love the way that the, they try, the certain people try to tell the story like, oh, it was a war of northern aggression. No, 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 no. It was a war of states' rights. Yes, the war of states' rights to own slaves. Yes, you want to own people, even though you counted black folks as three-fifths a person. And, uh, yeah, so, yes. It's, uh, yeah, I'm happy they took them down. I won't, I won't take them completely down. I'm not a celebrator of losers. You know what I mean? I know that's what happened. I'm okay. That's weird. Sorry, apparently I have a positive. <laughs> You're in my fine. House. I um, I won't keep you too much longer. No, I, no. I I'm with you, man. And and that's the thing is that you know, 
No, but as you said, as you came up 20 years ago, you said, no, it's heritage, but that's the way you were taught on something that was wrong. Right. It's not heritage. It's a remembrance of, hey, black person, we're still watching over you, and there's still more of us than you, and you want to fuck up, we can come back. Right. That's what it is, and that's what it needs to be taken down. Am I a proponent of Black Lives Matter? I've lost friends by saying, yes, I am, and I don't know if they ever realized that I was black. I seriously don't know if they did that, because you can't have you can't have black friends and say I'm, a, I'm not a supporter of Black Lives Matter because that means your friends' lives don't matter. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not all political like let's go destroy the man. All I'm saying is, you know, sometimes when a guy tells you he can't breathe, he might not be able to breathe. <laughs> right. I got you. Man. I, that's all. I mean, that's all. I'm, no, I that's but that's him. that's the thing. I mean, you know, I am far. I am anti-racist. I'm not not racist. I'm anti-racist. I if you tell uh, if someone tells me that they have a problem with anybody because of anything, I'm like, well, you have a problem with me then because yeah, I don't care if a person is gay, straight, transgendered, black, white, midgets. Okay, maybe some of them, but I don't <laughs> care. That's a joke, people. It's a joke. <laughs> but no, I I, I, I I hate everybody equally, no matter what racial background you came from or. You know, just don't fuck up my name or or barbecue. If you really or fuck up barbecue, I really hate your ass. That's... Or to do a callback to one of your jokes from years ago, or say that Harry <laughs> Potter is a great book. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I completely forgot about that. Oh, my God. Dude, the first time I heard you say that, I spit beer on the floor. <laughs> and the, the bartender at the it was a comedy zone was like, you gonna clean that up? And I was like, I, I gotta pee now. <laughs> <laughs> you oh made me spit God. beer on the floor and pee all at the same time. <laughs> now, but but, my, but that's the thing. That's one reason why I love you, man. That's one reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I know that you're you have a perspective of being who you are, perspective perspective of being a black man. You have a perspective of being a, a a nationally televised comedian. You have a perspective of being a, a traveled mm-hmm. person. And I just, you know, the fact that I can say, and actually I can literally in my phone text you is one of the biggest honors of my entire life. And uh, I just, it's fucking awesome. And the fact that you sat there and were like, yeah, I'll be in your podcast. <laughs> it's well, a fucking man, honor, dude. Dude, anytime you want me on your podcast, I mean, I hopefully can. Will you allow me to come back and we can tell most stupid stories? Oh, dude, uh, I would love maybe, to. I mean, I'll come back anytime you want me to. I have no problem whatsoever. That's. And I, I, I'm glad you felt thinking the honor to have me on your podcast. You're... I do, but just, just remember, you're my friend always. You're, you're, you're making my, my friend heart always slow. first. No, I'm just your buddy. We're drinking tequila shots and making fun of people. Yeah, I try to get my well, my wife's up. So I'm, I'm actually okay. So I'm recording this on my phone. Yeah. Which, but my wife's upstairs. She sent me a text, but I'm like, I don't want to fuck with my phone. Right. But I'm like, I want more beer and I want more tequila because I want to talk to you for just a few more minutes. Okay. Um, but she's nice. She's ignoring me. So, I'm actually this is the problem, bro. I, I we're gonna have to do a continuation because I'm having a situation in my house. Okay. Because apparently a possum is in here, and you'll hear about that later. Yeah. But so I'll, all right. So let let's yeah. do that. So let all right. So we'll go ahead and uh, we'll say all right. So uh, great to love you, man. I love you, brother. 
I love you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more. Let's do an episode number two very soon. Yep. Part two. Absolutely. All right, homie. I love right. I'll talk to you soon, Bye. bro. All right. Peace. See you. Hey, folks. So how'd you like that, huh? Hanging out, talking to my buddy, Mo Alexander. I want to thank you one more time, Mo, for coming on the show. And just what a great time that was. I, Folks, I was literally crying laughing. Uh, I had tears coming out my out my face. Uh, it was so much fun. And Mo's going to be back on the show again at some point. Uh, but I just, I just wanted to share that with you guys, and I hope you had a great time. So let's close this up. Again, thank you to Mo Alexander for taking the time out of your busy day and your life to uh, be on the show. Um, yeah. So listen to support button, like, subscribe, download, tell your friends, please. Uh, also, uh, you can, there's a listener support button. Like I said, you want to throw me a buck or two, that's great. However, if it comes down to a charity or give me a buck or two, give it to the charity. Of course, as I always say, Feed America, very important right now. No kids hungry. A lot of these kids uh, nowadays, including my son, Liz is my son, uh, went to school virtually today. Now, we were home. He had lunch. But some of these kids, you know, their best meals of the day come from when they're actually in school. So no kid hungry, right? Let's do that. Also, very important thing in time, and I don't care what side of any political platform you sit on, obviously, Wounded Warrior Project. These people served our country. They deserve our support now. Let's make sure we take care of them and you know, honor them by making sure that they have everything they need now that they've done with their service. All right, so that was episode 16, everyone. Uh, new episodes coming soon. Uh, follow me on Twitter, John D. Comedy, J-O-N-D-C-O-M-E-D-Y. Follow the podcast. If you go on Twitter, actually, you can just type in at John Podcast, J-O-N Podcast, but it's the, T-H-E-E, John D Podcast, J-O-N-D Podcast. And uh, yeah, so that's about it. Thanks so much for listening and love you guys. More coming soon. All right, take care, y'all. See you.